The winner is. What's it like to see your luggage? Sometimes. That means sometimes. There can be a hundred people in a room. Maybe there is right now. I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken. I don't know her. She always has these long lists of like diva demands. Cheetos and Doritos. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. I understand you embrace the term diva. Yeah. Hello, divas and devos. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Diva Dailies. This is a podcast where we deconstruct divas on film, TV, and in music. I am your host, Steffi, and today we are finally going to be getting into the festive season here on the podcast. But first, I have to invite my guest co-host on. Everyone knows her, Jamaican Horns. It's Angie. <laughs> hey guys, back again. Back again. Angie's like, oh my god, how did I, how did I get dragged into another episode? I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, before we continue, we have to do some housekeeping. Fun fact: there was one time when I recorded an episode with Lisa. This was like early, early, early on. I think it was probably like episode two or three. We were recording, and I was like, "We have to do some house cleaning." And then Lisa was like, "I think it's housekeeping." <laughs> so I always like every time I see it on my Google Doc, I'm like, "Housekeeping, not house." cleaning you're like let me read that again let me just yeah i'm like oh which one is it it's housekeeping (laughs) okay so some housekeeping admin stuff if you're interested in following diva dailies on social media we're at diva dailies pod on instagram and twitter however if you go on those social media sites you will see that there's very little there. So I'm going to try and work on improving it. But I do promote the podcast on my personal social stuff. It's at INN underscore MHO on Instagram and Twitter. I always promote the podcast there. So if you're afraid of missing anything, just make sure you're following me there. Full episodes this season are now on YouTube. And we officially have the Diva Dailies YouTube channel up and running. All of the episodes are there now. I know I haven't been posting them on my personal YouTube channel, but again, it was because I was advised that I should probably separate it. So now they're all there. Just search for Diva Dailies on YouTube. But if you can't find it, I will make sure I include it on the featured channel section on my personal YouTube channel. That's in my humble opinion. And Angie, what are your socials? My socials on Twitter at Poetry Soul 3. And then you can find me on YouTube at Sleepy Nerd Productions. I want to make sure I say this at the very beginning of the episode too, because I'm horrible at doing this. This is like our quote unquote call to action. So (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast or you have been listening to this podcast, especially if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating and review, that would really help us out because if 
the iTunes algorithm or whatever sees that there are people interacting with their podcast, the more likely they're going to push this out to people who are interested in in topics like the ones we cover here. So make sure you give this podcast a rating and review, preferably five stars, and that you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify too. I think on Spotify, they call it follow not subscribe but either way just make sure you're following us which now leaves me to we actually got a new review oh last week on monday so um we got a little feedback feedback janet (laughs) this was a review left by miss pam h 79 I don't know why it's 79. Maybe you were born in 1979. Maybe you are 79, which, wow. That would be cool. What a, what a demographic we have. We attract all ages. <laughs> or maybe, maybe you are from the year 1979 and you got in a DeLorean, you know time what? traveled to 2021. Now back to the future. <laughs> and made sure to review Diva Daily. So Pam H., Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to read your review, Pam. Okay, the title of the review is Diva Daily's Fix. (laughs) That's creative, Pam. She said, I first found this podcast searching for a female-driven pod about film and or music. I became hooked on the first episode I listened to, the San Junipero episode. A personal favorite. Because I'm pretty sure we got very little sleep before that. Absolutely. She then continues and says, probably one of the best episodes, in my humble opinion, with like the little sweat emoji. I see what you did there, Pam. (laughs) Very, very clever. But then she goes on. You'll like this part, Angie. She says, the bonus was the co-host for that episode, Angie. (laughs) Why, thank you. Thank you, Pam. (laughs) I told you the people like you. Okay, so she says, you two have such a great chemistry and make the episodes feel like joining in on a conversation with a couple of friends on topics I love. It's rare that a podcast about movies and music is also so smart, relevant, and honest about topics like race and gender in the midst of it. I had been so nervous that the pod had come to an end and was super excited when you both came back with new episodes. Keep up the excellent work. Side note, it's so obvious the amount of work that goes into the production of this pod. So thanks for not cutting corners. I've shied away from podcasts that are a couple of people talking and sounding like every cookie cutter review you could read online for an hour with no cuts to music, interviews, etc. And for that, Pam has given us five stars. Because this is a five-star experience, Kylie Minogue. (laughs) It's a five-star experience. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. I really appreciate it. They like me. They really do like me. (laughs) Did you? Okay, wait. Did you listen to the Adele Part 2 episode yet? I did. So did you hear Did you hear the review at the very beginning? Yes, I did. Again, they pointed Angie out, which I would like to say, these past couple of reviews, you you wouldn't even know that I'm the host of this podcast. They're all, that Angie is so good. <laughs> so, um, you guys, I'm taking over. This is the announcement. Yeah, this is the Angie show now, I guess. It's um, Diva Dailies, Angie Dailies. <laughs> Angie Weekly, Angie Angie Yearly, the Angie Yearly podcast show. 
But thanks, Pam. We really appreciate it. I I was so happy to see that there was a new review because, like I said a couple episodes back, it's been a while. We don't really have that many reviews. So if you want us to read your review on the episode, make sure you leave a review. Hopefully it'll be a positive one and um, you'll have your little Pam moment too. So incentive. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Pam, and thanks, everyone. And also, like, if you feel comfortable, it would be cool if you, like, left your your name and country where you're from or city where you're from in the brackets, because I think that would be nice to know, too. Okay, so let's jump into the first segment that we do for every episode. We are going to do our Oscar and Razzie moment of the week. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about our personal high point and low point moments of the week. So, Angie, guess first. What's your Oscar and Razzie moment of the week? Okay, I'm going to start with my Razzie because I think you're going to love my Oscar moment. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. uh, (laughs) My Razzie moment is... I'm at a point uh, creatively where I just feel like there's so much creative energy within me and I don't know how to get it all out successfully. So normally like I would just go dance as a dancer, just go to the studio, dance it out. But now it's not enough. So I would start a YouTube video. I'm like, okay. And then it will die very quickly. So I'll like not finish the YouTube video. Then I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I should write. So I'll start writing a fan fiction. Okay, cool. Great. Writing a fan fiction. And then I'll stop. I'm like, that <laughs> didn't do it. And then I'm like, <laughs> watching movies. Maybe this will do it. So it's just been like that for a week. Oh, wow. I am so frustrated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so frustrated because I'm just starting all these projects uh-huh. and not finish, not finishing anything. So I need to figure that out. So that's that's my Razzie moment. Angie has very creative manic energy. <laughs> it's like, what if like, Halfway into this episode, you're like, I'm over it. And you just, like, leave. I'm over it. <laughs> I'll just, I'm like, like uh, what? call end it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm left by myself on the Zoom. <laughs> that would oh be unfortunate. My. Oh, gosh. Um, well, hopefully you'll figure that out. <laughs> yes, hopefully soon. Hopefully yeah. really, really soon. But, okay, so my Oscar moment. <laughs> Listen. So oh my god, I'm scared. I was prepping for the episode. Literally, I would say seven minutes before we got on, I looked at my emails and it was like UPS delivered packages. I said, uh-huh. oh, what packages? They came really early if it's what I'm thinking it is. And it is. Now, first off, I've been waiting for this bad boy. Oh, oh my god. Everybody watch the... <gasps> Adele Blue Atkins has entered the chat. The box set. I have yet to open it because we were about to start. Oh my god, are you gonna open it right now? Do you want me to open it right now? It's up to you. I, I don't want to like ruin your your what? moment here. No, let's. You know what? Let's open it right now. Okay, let's so everyone, if you're listening to this, I suggest finding the YouTube version of this episode because right now Angie has received <laughs> the Adele thirty box set box and she is sets. opening it so um I, am. I wonder if your mic can pick up like the the crackle of the plastic and you're like <laughs> yeah do a little asmr like <laughs> janet did in that one video i got you i got you <laughs> have you seen that janet jackson asmr video when she's like of course no boo <laughs> <laughs> no boo one of my favorite food spots would be no boo Okay, here we go. 
boom. Oh, wow. Sexy. Boom. I'm not feeling that they put the sticker right there as a collector. It's not pleasing to me. Okay, wait. So explain this. Explain this etiquette of the collector, the sticker, the whole thing. Like, what? why do we need to save the sticker? Well, in this case, the sticker is just the little barcode, which I don't like that. I'm going to end up trying to take that off soon. But, like, on vinyl, yeah, if you get the vinyl and it has, like, special edition stickers on the front, mm-hmm. I like to keep that because then it shows, like, it's the bump sticker. It's like the the advertising sticker. And then sometimes if they re-release it, it'll be a completely different sticker. Oh. So the sticker can be like a collection, part of the collection too. Wow. Okay. So there's that. But I need to figure huh. out. Oh, okay. Here we go. Boom. It's like a folded. Oh, wow. Oh, It looks like a PR bruh. box. It's totally like a PR box. Oh, girl, girl. Girl, oh, we got the T-shirt. Oh, <laughs> Adele gave you merch. Uh oh, T-shirt. <gasps> wow, Boom. Adele, okay. that's nice. Adelaide, let's go. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got a little, got a little promo, promo pick. Okay. Boom. Wow. This is she's she's cute right here. She looks very like glamorous. She has like a nice big like light in front of her face. But that's not what's going to make you happy right now. Because that was only one of the things that came in. Oh my God. (laughs) Three more things came in, but you're going to love these. Are you ready? Oh my God. Oh my God. I had a feel. It's like, (laughs) where's she going with this? The Spice Girls vinyl. Yes. Where did you order that from? Boom. Oh, you got the Spice 25. Open it. (laughs) Open it right now. (laughs) Yes. So I got the, the vinyl came from Amazon. Oh, okay. Amazon. But the vinyl is that, that's not the Spice 25 one, is it? I went on the Spice Girls website and they were out of stock. But did you see what I was talking about with like the different girls? Yes. I want to get the Scary Spice one. You were tempted. Oh. I was tempted. I was tempted to get all five. I was like, I was like, that's going to rack up an expense if you get times five. Listen, there are each like $30 or something like that. Oh, my God. And then plus shipping. Plus shipping, all of that. Okay. But let me tell you, you guys, Steffi officially got me into Spice Girls mode. Um, <laughs> my influence. <laughs> the power of spice. <laughs> so listening back to the Spice Girls. You were like, oh, these bitches are like really good. They're good. Like, I I haven't listened to, let me, how do I put this? I've been a fan of the Spice Girls. Yeah. I'm not a hardcore stan, but I've always been a fan. Yeah. I've got their albums, but normally I would play specific songs like Wanna Be, Say You'll Be There, especially when I'm with my dancers, Mm -hmm. I'll put it on for stretching or something. Right. But it's always the deep cuts. Like, once Naked comes on, I'm like- I need to listen to everything. It's yeah. not like naked too much. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. let me get my Spice Girls life. So it's been me and the Spice Girls, especially when I'm driving, windows down, fully blasted. Too Much is such a wonderful driving song. Oh, bow, my gosh. Bow, like, bow, so bow. Motown inspired. Uh, <laughs> yes. It goes back to, again to, like, 
remember how we were talking about Adele? It's like, oh, we can hear the influences, but it's not like straight. Yeah. That's how the Spice Girls are. It's like, oh, they were inspired by TLC on this record. Mm. Yeah. Or they're inspired by Donna Summers on this record. I could tell, you know, it's like that. Yeah. Oh, but they're so good. They're so good. And they're an R&B group. Yeah. They're a straight R&B group. <laughs> Which is crazy. You know what's so interesting about the girls, especially if you like start watching a lot of their interviews, you can tell each of them have not like completely different tastes, but each of them have very specific tastes. Yeah. But it just like comes together so beautifully on their records as a as a group. Yeah. And they're just so good. I think people they tend to write them off as a guilty pleasure. But you really shouldn't feel guilty for liking the Spice Girls because they're really, really good. They're really good. I agree. <laughs> they're so good. Yes. I love those girls so much. <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm officially in the, the Spice Girls mood. I'm about to start watching documentaries tomorrow. So all those links. That. I know. All those links. I know. Steffi sent me so many links. I'm like, like, girl, check this if out. If you need the playlist, <laughs> I could send you my, my 300 plus playlist now. <laughs> To my friend, I had this 30 minute long rant about how iconic the Spice Girls were. And like, you were the first to do so many things. And like, but no one asked me. I just like went on and on and on about this. I was like, it was a Spice World. It was. A spice I said that. <laughs> Is that all the packages that you got? Was, yeah. Wow. That felt like my Oscar moment, too, <laughs> just now. <laughs> It can be. It can be. <laughs> Enjoy the. But I woke you, it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go into my Oscar and Razzie moment of the week. Okay. So, my Razzie moment of the week is I'm going to try and keep it vague because I don't want to get into too much details. But basically, the idea is friendships get a little like as you get older. Facts. That's all I have to say about that. It's like weird to navigate friendships as you get older. Yes. A lot of people don't talk about that, especially because I I deal with high schoolers. Mm -hmm. The one thing I do tell my high schoolers is... Fuck these friends. Just kidding. (laughs) Low-key, though. I'm like, I always say, don't get too attached to anybody because everything changes after high school. Yeah. Whether you want it to or not. It's just Mm -hmm. the nature of the beast. Yeah. You just get older. You get wiser. Sometimes people just don't align with what you're doing right now and... It is what it is. It's not. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying I don't want to be friends with these people anymore. Right. That's not what I'm saying. But it's more so like, I just need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a break. I need a break. Sometimes, Like I said, sometimes it bees like that. Sometimes you need to take your break. Sometimes you need to be like, this friendship doesn't work for me. Take your break, girl. Take your break. <laughs> Take a break. Because I think I think the thing with friendships and I think with any relationship in general, but especially friendships, because I feel like we don't really get a lot of stories about friendships. Mm -hmm. But I think the the media or like stories about friendships, they make us believe something cataclysmic has to happen in order for like the relationship to dissolve. Right. But that's like not the case. Like nothing cataclysmic has happened. But there is a part of me where I'm like, meh, about the friendship. And I'm kind of feeling a bit guilty that I feel that way. No, I mean, but I can't help that this is how I feel. <laughs> people grow. People grow apart. And uh, most times it doesn't mean that somebody did anything wrong. Yeah. It's just you're in a different space. Yeah. You're not feeling specific types of energy. Yeah. And listen, life's too short for me to be sitting here feeling guilty about me growing. <laughs> 
differently. Maybe this is like harsh, but I'm the type of person if if I'm not rocking with you no more or you're not fitting into my my bubble, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, cool. You're like, bye. It was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were here for a season. Mm. Girl, take your break. That's all I want. Yeah. Take your break. Hit him with the I'm busy right now. Or, you know, I'm, don't be petty. Don't be petty like me. <laughs> Have a conversation. <laughs> Have a conversation about it and just be like, yo, can we take a break? This is not a goodbye, but you know. <laughs> I like play the Spice Girls goodbye in the background. I like just send text goodbye. <laughs> At least, you know what? That's more courtesy than Jerry did with the girls where she just like randomly never showed up again. <laughs> Listen, the OG originator. Of She's ghosting. the OG of ghosting. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, girl, take amazing. your break. Jerry Hallowell, <laughs> the originator of ghosting. Are we not missing somebody? We are. Unfortunately, Jerry's not very well tonight, so get well soon, Jerry. Get well soon, Jerry. The Oscar moment of the week is that I have recently become, within the past week, have become obsessed with two different things. And I got to this because of Kylie Minogue and the Spice Girls. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing I've been really getting into is this podcast called Table Manners that's hosted by Jessie Ware and her mom. Have you ever heard of this podcast? No. It's so wholesome. So basically, if you guys like don't know, the premise of this podcast is Jessie Ware and her mom invite over a guest, usually a celebrity guest, to Jessie Ware's mom's house, and then they cook a meal for them and they talk to them, and that's it. That's the podcast. Like celebrities? Yeah. Like, um, so the first episode I listened to was Kylie Minogue. Okay. Kylie Minogue went to Jesse Ware's mom's house and then Jesse Ware's mom was like cooking a meal for Kylie and then Jesse Ware's talking to her. Like both the mom and Jesse interact with the guests, okay. but you could hear the clanking of the pans yeah. like in the background and then you could hear them eating and they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And then they'll be asking them like, so like what kind of food did you grow up eating at the home or like who was the cook mm. in your house? It's just like really wholesome conversation about food and then it like veers off into different things i've listened to some episodes where i don't really know the guest either right right. but it's one of those podcasts where you don't have to really know the person that well yeah it just works because the conversation is about something that's so accessible and universal it's food right right they're talking about food so it's just really interesting Mm. um and it's just wholesome because like the mom is just really funny i'm gonna check that one out I'm definitely yeah, check it's, that out. it's a good one. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. So that's the first thing I became really obsessed with. And then the second thing I became really obsessed with is this game show called The Wheel. It airs over there in the UK and it's hosted by this comedian named Michael McIntyre. Okay. But apparently it's like gotten so popular that he actually came here to the States and filmed some episodes for the American wow. edition of The Wheel. Okay. But the premise is kind of like confusing, but it's... It's something that was born out of the pandemic. So everything is kind of like social distanced. Yeah. But basically, there's like a wheel of celebrities and they're called the celebrity experts. Okay. And each of the celebrities kind of have their own like topic. So the first episode I watched was, of course, Mel B was one of the celebrity experts and her area of expertise was Spice Girls. (laughs) (laughs) 
was very specific to the celebrity. Yeah, it could be very specific to the celebrity or it could be like just something that they're interested in. Like if I was like a celebrity guest, mine would could be like Whitney Houston right, is my right. area of expertise. There's about six or seven or eight celebrities like in a wheel. The wheel like spins. Right. So they like kind of go around. And then oh, beneath the celebrities, there's a wheel of contestants and it's three, three different contestants. Oh my goodness. So there's like a one in three chance that any of them can pop up. Okay. It's like literally a wheel of celebrities like on the top and then like a wheel below them. Right, right. So then they'll be like, okay, so who's our first contestant? And it'll be like someone will rise from the ground. Right, right. <laughs> and then they'll be like, okay, what's your name? What's your story? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so pick a category. So then they'll pick a category. So if I said I really want to answer a question about the Spice Girls. So then Mel B would be lit up in gold. Got you. And then okay. he'll be like, okay, so um, who do you think doesn't know anything about the Spice Girls? So let's say, I don't know, Janet Jackson was one of the celebrity right. people. I'll say, I don't think Janet Jackson knows anything about the Spice Girls. So she'll right. be shut down in red. So then he'll be like, okay, spin the wheel. And then like the, the wheel will spin. And then ideally you want it to land on Mel B. Right. So if it lands on Mel B the cash price is going to be like really good but then let's say it lands on Janet Jackson it's like ooh, no we don't want it to land on Janet so if it lands on Janet then the contestant goes down and then the contestant wheel will spin and then someone will pop up but there's a chance that you can come up again or it could be someone new right right and there was one particular episode that I was watching where it's three contestants. The third contestant literally never popped up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would suck. I would yeah. be like, you know what? Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Throw this whole show away. I feel like the explanation is kind of a bit like convoluted, but it's like it's really cool because I've never really seen a game show with that kind of premise right right i started watching it because i have a vpn so i was like going on the uk websites yeah. but there there are some episodes on youtube that are okay available i wrote it down and like i said they're gonna make an american version i want to see the british first the interview i was watching he said that carol baskin was one of the celebrity experts carol baskin her topic was cats i was about to say tigers yeah it was something like that and <laughs> <Missing> then men <laughs> <laughs> murder <laughs> How do we get rid of a body? <laughs> now we're going to get into like the bulk of the episode, what this episode's really about. And we are creating a Diva Daily's holiday playlist. And what Angie and I are going to do is we are going to share seven songs each. We're going to go back and forth. And the catch is that Angie and I don't know what songs are coming up next. And neither do you. So <laughs> we're building this together. But yeah, if you want to listen to the playlist after this episode is over, you can go over to Spotify and search for Diva Dailies and the playlist should be available there. Okay. Angie, go first. What's your first song? So I'm a, let me preface this by saying I'm not going to pick the obvious. I mean, they're obvious for me. <laughs> These are songs that I really like. I mean, they're but... obvious for me. <laughs> I'm not going to try to pick obvious Christmas classics. Okay. By obvious artists. I will say that. Okay. But my first one is a big diva. I don't think we've ever talked about this woman on the podcast. But Gladys okay. Knight and the Pips. Oh! Oh yeah, we've never talked about Gladys. Gladys. Okay. 
coming Ms. in. Miss Gladys and her pips. <laughs> <laughs> with the classic Do You Hear What I Hear. Oh, It is my okay. favorite version of Do You Hear What I Hear. Okay. It feels like a hot, like a warm fireplace and marshmallow and hot chocolate yeah. like sitting in front of a fireplace yeah she just sounds so good her voice is amazing it's soulful and i think that's going to be the theme of my my list it's soulful <laughs> it's soulful it's just soulful a soulful okay. christmas <laughs> a soulful holidays absolutely <laughs> way up in the sky But I, re- I really, really love this song. It's my favorite version of the song. Wow. Well, maybe sure. that song might appear twice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have a lot of the same like songs, That's but like thing. different versions. Yeah. Like how into Christmas holiday music are you? Are you the type of person like once it hits December 1st, you're like, it's holiday music only. No. Yeah, neither am I. I'm yeah, I'm not like that either. So normally I rarely listen to Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Like all throughout my twenties, I was rarely in the States during Christmas. I was oh, always wow. in India. Oh. So in India, they're not bumping Christmas music like we are. Like I yeah. will hear maybe a Mariah Carey song, but it's not popping out there. And so normally I would just like listen to regular other music like Adele's usually dropping an album or something or Beyonce dropping something. So I'm just listening to the new music Mm -hmm. that came out in quarter four of the year. So, right. Yeah. I feel like that's typically me too. I think the only time I was like super into like, I'm going to only listen to Christmas music was last year. Wow. For some reason I was like really into, maybe it was because I was also doing like four different diva dailies episodes about holiday. (laughs) That could have been it. (laughs) (laughs) That could have been it. But, um, yeah, typically I'm not someone who I'm like December first. Right. <laughs> Hopefully this playlist will get us into the festive season. You're like fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> if she remembers to make the playlist. <laughs> I guess I will move on to my first song on the playlist. And it is Miss Ariana Grande. And she has a song that I really, really like called Snow in California. Okay. It's off of her Christmas Kisses EP. That was like her first Christmas thing that she did. Produced by Babyface. Can't go wrong with a Babyface joint. You can't. You can't. At all. And, you know, being from California, I like that this is a song about <laughs> Christmas <laughs> in California. But yeah, it just has like a really nice groove. And I, I'm a huge Babyface fan, so I, I really enjoy this. I will say, though, for editing purposes, I'm a bit scared to play this song because if you guys have looked at the Diva Daily's back catalog, you'll notice that our Ariana Grande episode is not on Spotify. And that's because we got a bit of a copyright disclaimer what? from Miss Ariana Grande's 
music. I played Snow in California in that episode, but I don't think this was the song that gave me a problem. I think it was one of the the other songs from her Christmas and Chill EP. And it's so strange because I have like done a lot of different divas. Yeah. Played a lot of different music. Never had a problem with any of them. Ariana Grande is the only one. That's super interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I will play Snow in California. If I do, it'll be like 15 seconds. But <laughs> um, in any case, Snow in California is my my first pick. And if it's not playing right now, that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> So picture it in your head. Go to YouTube. So, so go to the playlist and listen to it there. So that's that's my first song. What a way to start it off. Yeah. <laughs> I love this song, but we're not going to play it. But we're not going to play it. Just, just have to trust me. I really enjoy Snow in California. Okay, so what's your second song? I hope you don't have the same song, but I consider The Preacher's Wife a Christmas album. Yes, I do too. So My Heart is Calling. Oh. To me, is a Christmas joint. I agree. Any of those Preacher's Wife songs are Christmas songs to me. Thank you. I hope you didn't have that on your list. I actually don't have any Preacher's Wife. Because I, I thought that you were going to bring something up. So I was like, I'll let Angie See, have I it. Thought you, I thought you were going to bring something up too, but I, I thought it was going to be a different song. Oh, maybe that's the song that I'm bringing oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> but My Heart is Calling is a classic. It just feels good. It's like... A song that you can listen to during Christmas time and it feels like Christmas yeah. and then you can listen to it in the summer and it just feels like a love song, like a traditional love song. Because Whitney is an all seasons girl. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute facts. The background vocals on that album make me feel so warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of her most underrated songs in her catalog. Like it's just that yeah, good. It's so nice. Uh, Thank you, baby face again. Made some magic. But yes, my heart is calling classic Preacher's Wife. Another classic film soundtrack. Christmas. Get it in there. Every time I listen to My Heart is Calling, I literally just picture her and Denzel ice skating. I know. They're just super cute. So cute. So cute. Ah! I still wish to this day she left her husband in that movie. I actually guested on a podcast called Happily Ever Aftermath, and I talked about The Preacher's Wife. Yeah. So if you guys haven't checked that out, check it out. It's a great podcast. Shout out to Diana. But I was telling her, because that was the first time she ever saw The Preacher's Wife. Wow. So I was telling her, like, you know... I know this is wrong and I don't support adultery, but I want Whitney to cheat absolutely on Courtney B. Vance and to leave her husband. Like, you know that scene at the very end? She kisses Denzel on the cheek. I, every time I'm like, leave your husband. Go with Denzel. Like, oh, my God. Go, yeah. Whitney. Go. <laughs> the nightclub scene. Like, oh. oh, when she sings, I believe in you and me. Yes. It's so good. They were such a cute couple. Oh my God, it's so good. Such a cute couple. My heart is calling. What a jam. Thank you, Babyface. Classic. Well, speaking of Babyface. Uh-oh. My second song that I would like to add to the playlist is Have Yourself 
A Merry Little Christmas by Babyface and Tony Braxton. Classic. Classic. Okay. Classic. Okay, so first of all, classic Christmas song. One of my favorite Christmas songs. And I just think Babyface and Tony Braxton's voices together sound so good. And what I love about Babyface and Tony Braxton is like, you know, typically the woman takes like the higher and the man takes the lower. But for them, it's like reverse. Opposite, yeah. And it's so interesting. And I, I, a bit embarrassed to admit, but the first Tony Braxton album I listened to in full was Love, Marriage, and Divorce. So I have like a very special like connection to Babyface and Tony Braxton duets. (laughs) Hold up, run that back. Here she goes. You're not getting off that easy. Here she goes. You want to know why? Again, why? well, what is the rule in my house? One song That's true. a month download but... on iTunes. I didn't have a Tony Braxton album in my house. I had it at my aunt's house, but not at my mom and dad's house. I am shook it. But we love Tony Braxton. We love Tony Braxton. I knew the singles. Wow. I know this. It's not like I never heard of Tony right, Braxton before. But... In fact, when I was a kid, my karaoke song at the ripe old age of six was Unbreak My Heart. No. <laughs> Not at six. (laughs) I loved Unbreak My Heart. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. It was Unbreak My Heart and Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. Those are my two karaoke songs. I'm shook right now. A merry little Christmas. Make the But the version that you guys have to listen to of this song is the version that includes the phone call at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, first of all, I ship Tony Braxton and Babyface so hard. They are the couple that never was. I don't know what the hell is wrong with them, but they need to figure it out. And recently, like I think a couple months back, Babyface actually separated from his wife. Nikki, you know the, really? the one that used to dance for Janet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're oh. separated. So I t- so I took a screenshot of like the news and I posted it on my Instagram story. And the music that I played in the background was Tony Braxton's "He's Not Man Enough for Me." You're petty. You're so. <laughs> and pe- then I put I captioned the picture and I was like, Tony, it's your time to shine, girl. <laughs> You're so petty. Tony, now <laughs> is the time to move. <laughs> Isn't she still with Birdman? <laughs> I don't know. She's so secretive about that. I hope not. But you guys have to you have to listen to the version with the phone call at the very beginning because it's like a whole fan fiction story brought fan. to life. It's a fan fiction story <laughs> brought to life because Babyface is asking asking Tony about like this guy named Steven, Stevo, and then Tony is asking Babyface about Shaquanda and <laughs> 
<laughs> the way you said it. it was the way I love like the it. way like Tony acts on it. She's like, and um, who, um, who, that girl you're seeing, uh, what, what, what's her name? Uh, Sh- Shaquanda, Shaquanda, and he's like, yeah, Shaquanda, Shaquanda. You guys, this is. You have to listen to the version with the phone call at the very beginning. If you ship Tony Braxton and Babyface, listen to the version with the phone call, and it it, it literally ends with, "I'm so glad you called." I'm glad you called too. <laughs> oh my! So Christmas fan fiction, it's it's what? It's a two for one. It's a two for one. You um, you still with the guy? What's his name? Stevo. <laughs> Steven. Yes, we're still together. Oh uh, yeah. Um, how about you and your friend? What's what's her name? Um, oh, you you know her name? Shaquanda. Yes, Shaquanda. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now we're we're good. We same thing. Getting ready for the holidays, and you know. I was, you know, holidays and I've been, you know, I was kind of thinking about you, so I wanted to call and say, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you called. Yeah, I'm glad I called too. Well, I feel like my next one should then be my Tony Braxton joint then. To piggyback off oh! of you. Tony appears twice on the playlist. So Tony Braxton dropped a Christmas album. Yes. Was it called Snowflake? Snowflakes. Yeah. There's a song called Santa Please. Oh, okay. Literally, my favorite Tony Braxton Christmas song. I think you're going to say that's my favorite Tony Braxton song, period. Can <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. That is my favorite. No. <laughs> that would be horrible. I mean, even though it's a great song. Yeah, I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. It's a strong, strong opinion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, Santa, please. I mean, she always sounds sexy. Yeah. But she really sounds sexy on this record. Right. It's a sexy Christmas joint. There's like an interlude called Please Santa that is just like the instrumental. Uh-huh. So basically what I do on my playlist is I put Santa, please, and then put Please Santa right after. So it's yeah. just like one big track. Uh. It's just one long Santa, please. <laughs> I love it so much. Her voice is just so, so sexy. Just Super sexy. Santa, please, will you help me? Cause I'm all alone with my Christmas tree. See, my honey's on his way. His flight's delayed. Can you bring him on your sleigh? Cause time is gone. We're going to slow it down even more. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's that slow, but we're going to go a little country. Hey. My next song is Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton. Okay. Boom. No one expected Nobody. the range on this playlist. <laughs> okay. That's got a little. We got a little country twang on the playlist. Yes. So I did a little research on this song. So it's from the musical The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I've never seen it. But the reason why I came across this song is because I was listening to a podcast and they brought up the song and they played it. And I was like, oh, I really like this. 
I really like the melody. I really like the lyrics. I feel like lyrically, it's kind of like bleak. Mm. It's like a bleak Christmas song, but it's also trying to like remain hopeful. Right. But not in like a toxic positivity sort of way. Yeah. But it's like, it's just really good lyrics. I mean, like, hello, Dolly Parton. Need we say more? She knows how to write a fucking song. Exactly. Okay. But I feel like given like pandemic times, people tend to be a bit down. So I feel like if you're like kind of in that mood, Hard Candy Christmas, you'll really, you'll really like this one. It's a, it's a good one. And with the twang. Maybe I'll sleep night. Maybe I'll lose some weight. Maybe I'll clear my junk. Maybe I'll just get drunk. Like your songs are like themed soulful. Yeah. I feel like mine are themed like eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just all over the place, but it works. We're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. My next one is probably my favorite version of Silent Night. Okay. And this is a diva we've never talked about either. Mini Ripperton. So. Oh, and. Angie's a Minnie Ripperton stan. I am, okay? For those who don't know who Minnie Ripperton is, she is the singer who sang Loving You, and she's also Maya Rudolph's mother. Yes! But a lot of people don't know this. Before she went solo, she was in this, like, funk, psychedelic group called Rotary Connection. Mm. Rotary Connection dropped a Christmas album. Their version of Silent Night is so damn good. Wow. So damn good. Of course, it's very funk psychedelic, Mm -hmm. but the beginning of it, it starts off really, really slow. And then there is just like a beat change and it like builds up a little bit. And then Minnie Ripperton's vocals, she's singing lead on this track, sublime, just absolute sublime. And then it has like this almost very Jimi Hendrix inspired guitar solo in the middle. Wow. It's just... It's my favorite. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round the young virgin, mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and Silent Night by Rotary Connection. Classic. If you want something a little different. Ooh. Yes. 
<laughs> well, the next song is going to be really different from what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm like so worried now about the flow of this playlist. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Random. So Let's go. <laughs> my follow-up song to that is it's a Christmas original song called A Hundred Degrees by Kylie and Danny Minogue. <laughs> so we're going from Rotary Connection to Kylie and Danny Minogue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So um, first of all, I have to say it was only this year that I, I realized that Kylie and Danny Minogue are sisters. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really obsessed with the Danny Minogue song called Put the Needle on It in middle school. Like, I was obsessed with that song. And then this year, I realized that Danny Minogue is the sister of Kylie Minogue. <laughs> but anywho, oh um, it's a recent discovery <laughs> since starting to get into Kylie Minogue. And what I like about it is it's a dance, pop, up-tempo, fun Christmas song. I was personally a little bit worried that there were going to be too many ballads on our playlist, oh. which is why I put this to like, you know, mix it up a bit. Got you, got you. If you're a huge Kylie Minogue fan, like you probably know this song, but it's like giving you that same fun Kylie energy. And what I like about it too is because they're Australian, you know how like here typically it's like cold. Well, maybe not here yeah. in California, but like <laughs> right, right. in other parts of the world, it's like cold <laughs> during the winter time, Christmas time. But in Australia, it's like summer for them. Right. So they're singing about it being like, you know, hot. It's 100 degrees, Australian Christmas. And I'm all about the, you know, the hot weather. So yeah, 100 degrees, Kylie and Danny oh. Minogue, a bop. I tell you what you already know. prefer up-tempo Christmas or chill Christmas songs? Um, I think it it really depends. But I think for the most part, I'm a, more of a slow ballady kind of Christmas girl. Yeah. But I think for some reason, maybe it's because I've been just listening to a lot of like, again, Spice Girls, Kylie Minogue. I want like the up-tempo sort of thing. So Got you. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're like, that was a weird choice. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, no. I, I was starting to think, how often do I listen to upbeat, 
up-temple Christmas songs. There's not a lot. I mean, I have a couple on my, my list. Yeah, like what about you? What's your preference? Are you more of a ballad or more of Absolutely an Absolutely ballad. Give me soulful ballad yeah. any day. Because when I listen to Christmas music, I feel like I'm driving in the car or I'm sitting by the fire or like I want to chill. I want to relax mm. when I listen to Christmas music. Right. I- I'm never like I want to dance Christmas music. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Let me dance. Turn up the heat 100 degrees. <laughs> but yeah, I- I'm usually I- I'm a ballet girl. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm typically yeah. a ballad girl, too. I'm going to keep it mid-tempo for this okay. one. It is from my all-time favorite girl group, TLC. Oh, okay, okay. Slay Ride is my next choice. Slay Ride by nice. TLC. It just feels good. It doesn't sound like a normal Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Left Eye, she's given some dope versus t-boss's voice just it just sounds classic yeah it's off the um la face christmas album oh which is a classic you know a classic so yeah tlc and christmas is just my favorite I said my next song is by a a little indie group called the Spice Girls and it's too much I'm just kidding (laughs) I was like because you know how like to become one and too much and goodbye were Christmas number one singles in the UK I wonder if like people consider those to be Christmas Christmas songs I mean I mean I won't pull that card (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> my real next song is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I feel like I keep saying that, but it, it truly is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And there have been a lot of people who have covered it, like Mariah and Michael Buble. And it's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Her version is my favorite. Okay. That is the version that we should always be thinking of first. <laughs> Give respect to Darlene Love. Oh my god. You know gosh. she's Whitney Houston's godmother? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. The more you know. Whitney is a product of the divas. Just like yeah. literally a product of the divas. But yeah, I, I mean I really like the song because it's like like old school pop R and B from like the sixties. And I heard it growing up, but I never really like thought before like hmm who sings this song so it wasn't until i watched uh the documentary 20 feet from stardom i was like where do i know that name from yes that i was like oh my gosh this is darlene love and like the way they like bring up the song too in that documentary is so sad if you guys are really into music i highly recommend you watch 20 feet from stardom like it won an oscar for best documentary like please watch it so good the documentary is about background singers and darlene love was like a world-renowned background singer at the time and she was used in a lot of like very popular records Mm -hmm. but because it was like back in the day she was taken advantage of by the music industry and she wasn't given credit for the longest time and in the documentary she talks about she was at this point in her life where she was cleaning houses like on her knees scrubbing the floor and then like from a distance she heard christmas baby please come home and that was sort of like a turning point in her life where she was like 
I need to not be cleaning houses and I'm meant to be singing. One particular Christmas, I was cleaning this lady's bathroom. And Christmas baby, please come home. My Christmas record came on the radio while I was cleaning this bathroom. And I just looked up and just said, okay, all right, darling, this is not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be singing. There's a whole world out there who wants to hear you sing. So like, that's kind of like also what I think about too when I hear this song. So every time I, I hear it, I'm like, justice for Darlene Love. <laughs> Darlene Love. Darlene Love. As it should be, okay? As it should be. <laughs> Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Yes. Stream the Darlene Love version. <laughs> the best version. The best version. Okay. Well, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. Thank you. Thank you. I am. A Devo makes an appearance. Devos. Oh. Plural. It is Let It Snow. Oh! By Boys to Men, Men featuring Brian McKnight. There we are. This is, for me, I know Christmas is like coming. It feels like Christmas when this song comes on. Again, 94.7 The Wave plays this all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then back in the day, the video used to play all the time. Oh, right. So when Christmas hit, Boys to Men would come on this song, as well as Sleigh Ride by TLC. So when I saw those two videos, it was like, oh, it's Christmas. It's holiday season. Yeah. So this is just like quintessential holiday music for me. I mean, Boys to Men, of course, like vocally, just on a whole other Brilliant. level. Yes. Just love it. <laughs> That's a good one. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Okay. Well, I am following that up with the Queen of Christmas. Miss Mariah Carey has entered the chat. Which one, though? But it's not All I Want for Christmas is You. I feel like that would have been, like, the easy choice. Yes. We are doing Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child. Okay. From the first Christmas album. I know I talked about this. I think the Diva Headlines episode, I think I talked about it. Or maybe I cut that part. I don't remember. Anywho. <laughs> but yeah, this is from her 1994 Merry Christmas album. It's the first one. It's the last song on that album. And yes. it's just like, it's it's one of my favorites off so of that good. album because it's like gospel yes. Mariah. Yes. I love it. She's just like vocally there mm -hmm. and just like the gospel choir, like backing her up. Yes. It's so good. 
It's so good. <laughs> she had a whisper back. So, <laughs> so good. No boo. It's so good. Jesus. It is, a, it is literally a, a classic Christmas album. And can I make a confession? Yeah. Lambs do not come after me. Oh my God. Okay. I'm separating myself from this statement. <laughs> Diva Dailies does not support this um, statement. This is purely Angie. I. Oh my God. She's going to say, I don't like I, all I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh I am. I am <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> I don't like this song. Now listen. <laughs> I appreciate Mariah getting her paycheck, her bag every yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Girl, get your money. Okay. And I, I don't think it's a bad song. Okay. But it's not your favorite. I don't listen to it during Christmas. Do you not listen to it because it's just overplayed and you hear it everywhere? Yes. I mean, like I'm in India and the Christmas song that I hear is All I Want for Christmas by Mariah. Like, I don't care for that song. It doesn't make me feel like it's Christmas. Mm. It just feels like commercialism. That's what it feels <laughs> like to me. <laughs> well, speaking that- on that, um, get Mariah's <laughs> McDonald's menu. Um, I believe right. that just started today. Um. <laughs> no, it, it just it doesn't bring the Christmas spirit out of me. It just was like, okay, yeah, Mariah's coming. Boom. But that first album, like all the other songs from Oh Holy Night, you know, just that whole album is just classic. The whole album is really, really good. To end the, the album with the song that you chose is just, yes. Yes, Mariah. Well, Lambs, don't come for me or the podcast. Come for Angie. It's at Poetry Soul. <laughs> <laughs> at poetry soul three if you want to holla at me okay yeah (laughs) no shade to that song it's just it's it's the same way i feel about thriller nobody's listening to thriller it's like a song that like marks that the season is here exactly exactly yes 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 yeah i do wonder though like because like i feel like last year and the year before there was a lot of energy behind all i want for christmas is you make it number one blah 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 but i wonder if at some point we're gonna see because this always happens that we're gonna see kind of like the opposite there maybe Mm -hmm. will be a little bit of a backlash to all i want for christmas is you because that always is the case if we if if i've learned anything from being here on this earth it's like once something becomes very popular there will soon be the opposite effect so i do wonder if People are going to be like, oh, overplayed. Oh, like make it stop. That sort of thing. Maybe. I don't know. And you know what's hard about that song too is Mariah can come out with 
80 million more Christmas songs. It's never going to live up to All I Want for Christmas. And they can all yeah. be phenomenal, too. Yeah. It's never going to live up to her first ever Christmas song that she wrote. I always just, like, wonder, like, oh, my God, she literally could live off of just that one song. So, like... Legend. I've read somewhere that she makes almost 20 million every year just on that song holy shit like i respect the hustle i genuinely respect it like wow that is that is the dream listen mariah i would i would be just like mariah right after thanksgiving being do 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 hey guys i'm Like, I she knows it too. I love, I love how much she leans into the fact that she makes a lot of money and this is her season. Like, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Some people may not like it. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I love how much money Mariah Carey makes during the holiday oh, season. Yeah. Here you go. Setting it up. What's your last song? Set up is this song is off the greatest in my opinion, the greatest Christmas album ever. Okay. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Jackson 5. It is by far the greatest Christmas album. And the funny part is they didn't even believe in Christmas. So every time I see like the Jackson 5 Christmas album, I just think in the back of my head, like they weren't even celebrating Christmas. (laughs) Poor Michael and Tito. But they said, they're going to make that Christmas money, though. Joseph was and... probably in the background like, you better <laughs> sing that. <laughs> Listen, it is what it is. But they ended up making, again, for me, Yeah, I think it's the greatest Christmas album. I feel like we've been saying this the whole time, but it's a classic. It's a true classic. And this is one of the few upbeat songs. When I hear this song, I, I can smell Christmas. I can feel Christmas. Whatever Christmas is to me i have a full body moment yeah of like feelings yeah when i hear this song mm-hmm. it's just so good baby michael sounds so, so innocent yeah so cute so innocent uh, i feel like honestly i mean this is coming from a huge michael jackson stan but i think michael as a child is like one of the greatest child singers ever like even if you like watch videos of like other great singers but when you watch them yeah. as kids you're like oh yeah they're pretty good. but when michael jackson was a kid he was such a great singer i agree i mean not to say that he wasn't a good singer when he became an adult but like no wow vocally he's so good Absolutely. he's so there I would put him as the best child singer I've ever come across. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who else do we know? There's New Edition. They sounded like baby babies. Tiffany Evans. I mean, Stephanie Mills. mm. Because sometimes with, like, the kids, they could sound a bit screechy. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about, like, Michael Jackson when he was a kid. He still had, like, such nice range in his voice. Even when he was, like, really high up there, it's not so, like, ugh, like, screechy. Yeah. And you know what, what it is? He sounded mature. Hmm. He sounds so mature. Like there's those tracks where he's talking about love. It's like, sir, you're six. Like, what? yeah, like who's loving you? Yeah, like what do yeah. you know about this? But it sounds like a grown man could have sang this. Yeah, and it's believable. And that's one thing about music is how believable are you, mm. even if you don't know about the subject. Right. And he was very, very believable as a kid. Right. Which makes him. I'm going to just say he's he's the best child singer. Yeah, he's here. oh Michael's so good. Santa Claus coming to town, boy, yeah. Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you are awake. He knows if you've been bad 
Five Christmas. I'm so happy. Michael is on this playlist. You have uh, Mariah on the playlist. Yes. We got Whitney on the playlist. Very eclectic. <laughs> and speaking of Whitney, ah. we're ending with a little Whitney. <laughs> the question is, which song? Okay, so the song that I have selected as my final pick for this playlist, we're ending where we began <laughs> with Do You Hear What I Hear? Okay. Okay. That's that's good. That kind of worked out. We began and ended in the same place. It's Do You Hear What I Hear, the Whitney Houston version. I love this version of the song so much. I'm going to repeat myself and say, do you hear what I hear as a song is one of my favorite Christmas songs, Mm -hmm. period. I don't know. I just like, I've always really liked that song as a kid. I remember like when I was like first entering my Whitney standum, when I found out that there was a Whitney Houston version of the song, I like almost fell to the ground. And then when I found out that it was during, in my opinion, peak vocal era Whitney, which is like yeah. early 90s, like I'm Your Baby Tonight. Mm-hmm. That's like when she recorded this song. She just sounds so good. She just sounds so good. And there is sort of like a lore when it comes to Whitney and Christmas albums because she does have an official Christmas album. But there were rumors at least maybe within the fandom, that she recorded or was in the process of making a Christmas album during this time, like during the early 90s. Because I just think it's so random how Do You Hear What I Hear is just like a one-off Christmas song that exists. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe this was part of the recording session for that rumored Christmas album. And I do know someone who, he's an aspiring singer and he's worked with different engineers. Yeah. And I think he told me that one of the engineers he worked with was in the studio with Whitney when she recorded this quote-unquote Christmas album. Another song that she supposedly recorded was Ave Maria. (gasps) So I'm just like, oh my God, early 90s Whitney, Ave Maria, where is it? I literally just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh. I know. But again, this is all like mythos, rumors, legend has it. We really don't know for sure. But I feel like the fact that Do You Hear What I Hear as a song exists kind of makes me believe. There has to be like other Christmas songs she recorded. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like why would you tell Whitney Houston to get in the recording studio to just record one Christmas song? But um, yeah, I love Do You Hear What I Hear. But I also highly recommend and suggest that you guys go and look up the live version of Do You Hear What I Hear that she performed on the Jay Leno show. She's like wearing a red dress. She has her like, I'm your baby tonight wig. Yes. Oh my God. Just like in general, look up like your favorite Whitney Houston song live. Live. It's different, but it's it's a good different. Always better. The live version is just like magical and great too.
the holiday playlist Boom. i like our bookend of opening do you hear what i hear and closing do you hear what i hear that was unplanned i agree i agree i think we have a solid playlist yeah a soulful eclectic playlist yes because <laughs> that country's gonna come in hard we got that country <laughs> that Dolly we got Parton. that little australian <laughs> dance pop i think it's gonna flow good yeah it'll be fun let us know if you're listening to it, like screenshot that you're listening to the playlist and then I'll repost it. Hey. Well, I hope, you know, this episode has put you into the holiday season. Our playlist has put you into the holiday season. Angie, where can the people find you? On Twitter at Poetry Soul 3 and on YouTube at Sleepy Nerd Productions. Yes. And you can find Diva Dailies at Diva Dailies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You could find me at INN underscore MHO on Instagram and Twitter. And then you could find everything again, like on YouTube, full episodes there, because I am cutting out quite a bit per usual. Don't forget to give the podcast a nice rating and review, because again, like Pam H79, we could be reading your review on the next episode. But until then, I hope you guys have a great holiday season. And until the next one, remember divas. So the thing is, a diva has to be good at what she does. Mm-hmm.